right, guys, welcome to another episode of the John and Chris Show. So glad that you guys are uh, joining us. However, you may be listening or watching, whatever it is, thank you for being a part of it. All we ask is that you like and subscribe, where we can get this out there to a lot more people and have a lot more fun with it. Across the screen for me today is my buddy, my pal, my oldest, oldest friend, because he's older than I am. My cousin, Chris, what's up, buddy? What's happening? So what you're saying is you have brought wisdom to the platform because of my age, and so I'll take that any day. So glad to be with you guys today. A lot to talk about, so I know we're excited to get down to business, you know, get down to the beers, you know what I'm saying? The Let's beers. talk sports. Uh, I was waiting for you to start quoting Jay-Z on that one. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, there we go. No, I'm just there kidding. we go. All right, so, all right, we'll, we'll start off real quick. We'll go with what the hot commodity is right now. That's the NFL. Okay, so, you know, we, we're enjoying this season a uh, whole lot. You and I have been going back and forth the entire season with our picks. I had a five-game lead on you, but you sure enough called it right last night with the, uh, the Colts and the Titans. So, shout out to you for calling that there, Swami. So um, there we go. Wisdom has it all right there. Wisdom has it all. Wisdom is also still back four games, but we'll see if that changes. We've only got one game that differs the rest of this weekend. I believe that's the uh, the Texans game. I believe we differ on that one. Let's call it. Let's call it. After this week, I I will only be down three. We got down it. three. He's calling it right now. All right. He's yep. Making a, he's making a comeback. You're on the back nine, making a comeback. I love it. This is good. This is good. Okay. So. Uh, you you mentioned to me the other day, so you wanted to bring this up. So I think you meant this across the board in every sport, but we're going to go ahead and emphasize specifically in the NFL. You are hating on some NFL replay. This is a moment again where you might be back on your porch yelling at the kids. So you talk to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. You know, I, I think that they, you know, when this thing started, um, you know, before they expanded this thing to include, you know, its own quarter, I, I – I'll be upfront. I, I, I was not a fan of instant replay. I, I, it goes back to that game, I think, in the playoffs or right before the playoffs where, you know, they had that one catch and, you know, did they get in, did they not get in, you know. And, but what we're seeing is that the instant replay time is getting lengthier and lengthier and lengthier. And, and, and in an age where, you know, we see it in baseball, we see it in other sports where they're trying to condense the time and, and, and bring the games down, we're failing with instant replay. It is messing up the flow of the game. It is messing up that, guys, we're going to get it wrong every now and then. You know, and this has worked for us for a lot longer than it hasn't. And I love technology. I'm all about technology. But when we bring refs into the reality of this thing, there are what we would call the, you know, the expression of interpretation. And, and these refs have the idea of interpretation when they see a play because so many plays don't get called, holding on every play, chop blocking on most plays. All this stuff is every single play. And then we take into account that, hey, we're going to start instant replaying everything. And then, by the way, um, we're going to start instant replaying instant replay. And it's going to take lengthy and lengthy and lengthy. I am sick and tired of instant replays. That when it goes on, I go and watch something else for the next 10 or 15 minutes because it's going to take them that long. If they're going to do this, there needs to be, like they said in the beginning, a 30-second clock. And if they get it wrong after that, they get it wrong. It, it, it amazes me that we're calling in, we're seeing it in every camera angle, slow motion, and not to mention we're calling headquarters, and they're making the call. And you mean to tell me that you cannot make a decision in 30 seconds? Right. I mean, come on. You, you, rhythm is lost. Momentum is lost. Gains are lost because of instant replay. Well, 
instant replay. I will agree that has been proven to actually not work if you uh, would like to be a Saints fan for a second where uh, that bad missed yeah. a call. Yeah. Uh, but I think in some places it has helped. It has hurt. You know, it's just one of those things where I think we should go back to the old model real quick, in and out, move on. Um, I it's do called like, instant for a reason, not be. lengthy it, replay. It is a misnomer, I'll give you that. Yeah. I, I think that we should possibly go to the uh, the college model where you've just got a guy upstairs and he says whatever it is. He just says yes, no, moving on. And it, it should move a little faster because, you know, when they're – most of the time, which I've seen this season during college replays, say it's a, uh, a headshot where they're, they're calling targeting and they're saying that this guy targeted and then they send it upstairs and that guy looks at it. And normally within less than a minute, they've got it back saying calls confirmed, calls overturned, and they're moving on with the game. So I, I agree with that type of stuff. That they, it should get a little faster. If it, if it takes adding another person or two where this guy, these two guys are looking at these two angles, this guy's looking at these two angles, and this guy's looking at the original angle or something like that, so we can kind of make this faster, I would, I would agree with that because it is, it is kind of hurting things. I was just kind of shocked when we, they went to instant replay in baseball. That, that just cracks me up. I'm like, what? It, it either went over the fence or it didn't. There's no reason to instant replay most of this stuff. Yeah. So I, I didn't agree with that. Uh, but, hey, the, this topic, this conversation came up last night. My son asked me a question during the uh, – we were watching part of the, the Titans and Colts game, and he looked at me and asked, is Phillip Rivers a Hall of Famer? And you're already shaking your head no. You, you say Phillip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. Now, he's got, he's got some hefty stats, but that's because he's played a long time. You know, he, Big Ben, you know, they, they're, I think they're the remaining quarterbacks for that draft class. You know, Eli's now retired. Um, so, so you consider uh, – so of that draft class where we're talking about uh, who got – Eli went first, then Phillip, and then eventually Ben went, got picked. Uh, who, who would you say is the best out of that class? Because I'm thinking it's Ben. ben yeah, it's been, it's been hands down. And, and I think, you know, I'm not saying that Phillip Rivers is, is a bad guy at all. I think he's done well in the teams that he's been a part of. I think it remains to be seen. Maybe we pose a question a differently. I think it remains to be seen whether he makes it in the Hall of Fame depending on how his career goes in, in, with the Colts. I think he had a great game last night. This is the night. end of it, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I agree. And I think everybody. This is his swan song. We we know that. Um, you know, they brought him out to you know to San Diego, L.A. You know, all the name changes out there, the moving all that stuff. And I think he did okay. And I think that he had some good years. I think they had winning records for majority of his career. And kudos to him mm-hmm. because they didn't have a lot of big names around him. Yeah, LT Carousel. and Antonio Gates. Yeah. They're, they're they're hall they're of early famous. on. You know, early on. Um, they had coaching carousels out there. You know, all those different things. You know, so I, I think that he's been a good you know, on the outside looking in, you know, where he's at. Now, if he goes and wins the next couple of years and wins the Super Bowl or gets there at least, I think then you have that conversation. A guy like Ben Roethlisberger has consistently put up great numbers, and although he's a part of a historic and great football nation up there in Pittsburgh, um, he has been a great leader for that team. You know, Eli Manning, I would go as far to say that if it wasn't for the Manning name, that he wouldn't even be talked about in the conversation. Yes, he won a Super Bowl up there in New York. You know, and yes, he did that. But I think I still think in the day – that, you know, I, I don't think that he is at the same caliber as his brother. I don't. Oh, that's not even a question. Right. And so then why are we even putting him in the Hall of Fame talk? We're not. Well, it, it's the conversation because he got the two rings. But right. could you could you not argue that it's uh, one crazy David Kyrie catch and one unbelievable Mario Manningham catch and a Wes Welker drop that he has those two rings? 
yeah. uh, in my opinion. So if he doesn't have those two rings, he probably doesn't qualify for the Hall of Fame because, and I was explaining this to JJ, you know, Philip Rivers kind of makes me think of like Frank Gore. You know, Frank Gore just, just recently is like third all-time on the rushing list as far as yeah, yards. Yeah, he's also been around for like 40 years. But that's the thing. Frank yeah. Gore's, you know, been in the league for, you know, 15-plus years or something. So his his stats are more about accumulation rather than just unbelievable talent. Yeah. So this, this is kind of where I think Rivers, you know, Rivers had LT there for numerous years. He, he made Antonio Gates – you know, Keenan Allen, those guys, he he was really what carried that. I mean, let's just be honest. He carried that program out there for a long time, but he could only carry it so far. So do you view his stats as more of an accumulation type thing or an unbelievable talent type thing? So that's that's kind of where I fall for the Hall of Fame voters. Me personally, I don't I don't think I would put him in. I really don't. I, I don't but I, I would probably and I like personally, I think I would put him in over Eli because I guarantee you his stats are better than Eli's. Yeah, I, I, the, I would agree. The with difference that, yeah. between the two is that Eli's got the two rings, and Philip has never. I mean, he's never won MVP. He's never, you know. I mean, I'm sure he's made it to Pro Bowls and stuff like that because he didn't really make it that far in the playoffs, so he was always available during Super Bowl time. You know, what I'm saying so he was in these Pro Bowls, and you know, but I, I, I don't know if I view him as a surefire Hall of Famer. I think he's kind of. I mean, he'll make his way to the state Hall of Fame. But we'll say that. State? What state? <laughs> it's his state. What state? That ain't the flagship school. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, it sounds like your boy need to have a conversation with him because he's cheering on a, a Wolfpack. And, and yeah, I don't. I don't think he was cheering him on. He was just yeah. curious, like, is. But I, you know, no disrespect. I think he's he's a great guy and he's a great organization. We're we're seeing that out in Indy, and I think that at you know if that's. You know, if we were to sit here and debate that, you know, he, he's not a great team player or that he's, you know, not consistent, he is showing us that he is better, if not at least a tad bit better in Indy than he was out in, in, as a Charger. You know, and I think last night was a big test for the Colts on how serious they really are if they're truly contenders. And I know that the Titans the last couple of weeks have been on a little bit of a slide and have not really yeah. shown up to be the Titans we thought they would be. But the Colts look really good, and they look good. And – uh, that coaching staff, kudos to them. They're doing a fine job up there. You know, cool. the ball's being, you know, spread out around there. And I think that, you know, Phillip is doing a great job in Indy. Well, consider this, all right? The Titans are on a slide. Now yep. they're both they're both at six and three, but the, the, the Colts hold head-to-head now. The Jaguars are stumbling on purpose, in my opinion. Um, and then the Texans are just – they, surviving they're, they're they're not even surviving they're just yeah. they're they're moving forward that that's the best way to put it they're just moving forward uh they did they won a couple games but that's it so here's the thing as much as i'm not a rivers guy they can win their division they can yeah, win yeah. the afc south and actually get in and make an actual run in the playoffs yeah and put the titans on the road so the titans better step their game up if they if they don't want to end up being a road team in the playoffs that's all i'm saying Okay, so here's another thing. Another team that better step their game up if they're going to be a road team in the playoffs. And that's the Bucks, dude. They got spanked last week. After adding Antonio Brown, we thought this was another situation, you know, years ago when Vince Young called the Eagles the dream team. This is what it was starting to look like down there in Tampa. And then as soon as they add another star talent, all of a sudden they get – I mean, they get smacked around. It was like 38 
three or something like that. I mean, they got destroyed. Did Brady have three picks, three receptions in that yeah, game? Yeah, and if you looked yeah, at yeah. one of those picks, dude, he he was literally on his way down, and for some reason he just chucked it. Yeah, off his back foot, just tossed it up there. Just, I mean, just yeah. – what? I mean, that's how frustrated he was. And how about – dude, how about the coach constantly taking shots at Tom? Did you hear that conversation about, hey, why wasn't Mike Evans made more of a focal point? And literally his conversation was, oh, Mike was open. He just didn't get targeted. Whoa. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, it's something it's, it's no, it's no new news for Bruce Arians. You know, th- this was some topic that I think the first couple of weeks, you and I talked about it on one of the earlier shows, you know, about it. This is his coaching style. Um, you know, the media ate it up at every time this something happens because Tom Brady is like the golden child. And, you know, how dare you question Tom Brady? He's also human. But I'm going to say that if we were throwing out a new segment today, you know, do we say trouble or do we say it was a fluke last week and they'll bounce back? I'm going to go ahead and say, if this were a new segment, that they bounced back. I think you said last week was a fluke. I think it was. Though they've lost twice to the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, I I know, because I told you. I I went out there and I I finally sold, you know, Drew Brees and gave him away for nothing in fantasy football because (laughs) because I I gave up on him. And he goes out and throws four touchdowns against one of the, you know, one of the perennial league teams last week. And I'm going – because Crap. Michael Thomas was back. Yeah, you know, and I'm going, what in the world just happened? I told you this. And, and yep. so, you know, I'm over there eating crow on myself the one week I let Drew Brees. I feel like he knew that I let him go. Like he somehow knew that. And he said, I'll show you, Chris, up in North Carolina <laughs> what I can do. And, you know, but I do, if, you know, segment-wise, I, I think I, I call it a fluke. I think you'll see Tampa Bay bounce back. I think there's still a team trying to figure out their identity. They're trying to figure out, are we run pass? Are we pass run? You know, who are we? Um, you know, and, and they really got away from that run game. And they also got down early. And when, you know, when New Orleans is a, you know, a, a two-headed monster, you know, and they can play New Orleans football, which we finally saw it last week, it puts the other team at a disadvantage where they're having to throw like crazy. Yep. And, you know, and that's what we saw with, you know, that's what we saw last week, you know, with Tampa Bay. And so, but I do think it's a fluke. I think you'll see them bounce back. They've got the talent. Um, they've got guys who have been down this road before. You'll see the stars begin to shine, and and you know I call the fluke. Yeah, well I don't know. I I wish we could get my buddy Keith on. He's a huge Panthers fan, so he's all about you know the NFC South. He's a tremendous Atlanta Falcons hater. Like he, Woo! do, do yeah, not they're, even. They're dis- on the rise. I'm telling you. Do not even discuss. Ma- oh, you're saying the Falcons are on the rise? Oh I did, man, I did. if I could call Keith right now, dude, he would be yeah. on here chewing us out. He cannot. Stand Matty Ice. I'm gonna just go ahead and tell you he is a Matty Ice hater. He has said he had he he fully believes Matty Ice is melted and needs to move on. I'll just go ahead and say that. So, but uh, he he's a big NFC South guy, so he can tell us this. But here's the thing: I think the the Bucks will do good. They'll they'll be good. They they've got enough talent on that roster that they'll be a contender. But the problem is now for them, they're a wild card team. So you're you're asking. So and in, in theory. Just NFL standings right now. So you're saying that they would probably have to go somewhere like uh, I don't know. They probably have to go to Philly. So they're having to win on the road at Philly. Well, Philly's kind of up and down, so I could see that. Well, then they might have to go play the Saints at home. Um, they might have to go to New Orleans to play the Saints. Well, there's no fans, so maybe the crowd noise isn't as bad, you know. So they're actually able to talk to each other. So maybe they could do that. But if we're just going on standings, and they were saying they have to leave New Orleans and win that game and probably have to go to, to Seattle in the wintertime. Now, Brady can handle that, but can the rest of the team handle that and beat Russell in, you know, in his own backyard? 
I don't know, man. I, I just don't think Brady can do it all. I think that losing twice uh, to the Saints, I think it really hurt their chances. I think Brady has proven throughout his career he needs home field advantage in order to make a deep playoff run. So well, I, I mean, you bring up a good point. And, and, I mean, this is not an argument, David. Let's just say it real quick because we're talking about this whole, you know, bounce back or, you know, fluke segment right here that we're kind of throwing out, you know, on the cusp. You know, the Seahawks, you know, really surprised us all last week. You know, and I know oh, Seahawks. to the Bills? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, they didn't just drop to the Bills. They got spiked by the Bills. So let's go ahead and put that out there, you know. And uh, so this segment may be called spiked. Who knows? Uh, but they have a big, you know, game this week. And, you know, do, do the Seahawks bounce back? I think they're playing the Rams this week. I think I call yeah. for the Seahawks to bounce back. Yeah. I think you call for the Rams to step up. No. And, you know, you didn't. I, I, I call like, Seahawks as well. I, I, oh, I know what I saw. The Rams, I believe, are, are favored by some folks to win this game. That's where wow. I saw that. I'm going, I don't see it. But, you know, kudos to the Rams if they pull this off because they've been such an up-and-down team. But do you think last week for the Seahawks, was it a fluke or will they bounce back? It, it really depends on health. Now, I heard somebody mention this the other day, that this is a, a proven thing with uh, Pete Carroll, that his teams, even when he was at USC, his teams are injured quite a bit. Man, I don't know if he's practicing them too hard or if he's just going, you know, just kind of crazy. They're just – they're injured quite a bit. And he, he cannot keep a running back healthy, and that's the problem right now. So it, it really depends on if they're going to put it – so we had a conversation at the beginning of the season. Will they let Russ cook? You know, will they let him yeah. throw and stuff like that? And he's done an amazing job. He's making – I mean, he and DK Metcalf, he and Tyler Lockett, they're having great connections, and they're doing some really amazing things. The problem is – they can't keep a running back healthy, so they can't they, they can't really stay in this. So just to go back to your point of how heavy of a game this is, the Seahawks are sitting right now at six and two. Right behind them, they have the Cardinals and the Rams both at five and three. I'll just go ahead and I, I fully believe that the you know the 49ers are on their way out. They there are too many injuries, they can't hang in this. This could go a long way into deciding this division. So I think that the Seahawks will win it, but um, I, I think it's going to be really, really, really tough for them to do that. So that's that's what we've got going on this week in the NFL. If you want to see our, the rest of our thoughts, you can kind of go on our Instagram and check out our picks as far as what we think is going to happen in the NFL, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll grade ourselves next week maybe. But uh, let's uh, let's start a new segment. We're going to bring in somebody so that uh, Chris can have a little debate. All right, joining us today through a very uh, unique circumstance, we have JJ. And we have his Uncle Chris on at the same time. We finally get the showdown that we have been waiting for. Chris, what do you have to say to JJ? My goodness, JJ, welcome to the show. Maybe uh, somehow my 39 years of experience will somehow outweigh your 13 years of conjecture and opinion. Oh, 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 let me start. Let, let me bring it down a little bit. JJ, it's on. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this, buddy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. He's, that's how he starts out with fair enough. Okay. So, uh, JJ, we brought you on today to talk a little NBA. You know you're a, you're a big fan of the NBA, right? Yes. Yes? Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. He's a Warriors fan, so does that make him, you know, with his age and him being a Warriors fan, does that make him a bandwagon? Too hey, early hey. Too early for shots fired. Let, let's see Let's see him, uh, let's see the, uh, you know, what he's got with your question let's go let's let's okay yeah. all right so we have confirmed that the nba has got a start date so that means they're going to start december 22nd this year going to have a 72 game schedule 
so we're, we're pretty excited about that. That means we get to watch basketball on Christmas Day. You guys excited about that? Woo! <laughs> I say he's excited. JJ's a man of few words. Yeah, we're excited. We get to finally uh, see this thing come around and uh, – and, uh, you know, I think, John, you and I have talked about throughout our show that sports is uh, one of those things that unifies and just brings people together. So, yeah, I'm excited for that that start date. And so uh, let's go. Yeah. All right. So, JJ, you're, you're a Warriors guy. So, look, we're going to go to – let's talk a little uh, NBA draft, okay? You, you were hoping to get your Warriors would get the first pick after having an awful season. You know, Curry was hurt. Thompson didn't play. You lost KD. And Draymond was just Draymond. So uh, you, you were hoping to get the first pick, but you ended up with the second, which uh, still mad about that because my Hornets have sucked forever and we got the third pick. So <laughs> I, I'm not bitter at all, you know. So here, here's the question. We've got those three teams right there. It's the T-Wolves picking first, the Warriors, and then the Hornets. The draft is next Wednesday night, man. Who do you think is going to go first? Hey, well, if the Timberwolves are picking, I think they should take ball. Really? Just add another guard to D'Angelo Russell. Because both of them can play shooting and point guard. You can just transition throughout whoever's having a bad night. Switch one in. What do you think about that, Chris? I'm seeing your eyebrows. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I don't think the, the Wolves have a choice. I think that everything we've seen out of the, you know, the different uh, articles that have been written, the different podcasts, all the different things that are being said, LaMelo Ball seems to be, uh, you know, his camp has done a great job of promoting him and setting him up to be the number one pick. So I think the Timberwolves will probably uh, – I'll agree with J.J. I think they'll probably take that pick. I don't, I don't know if I'm the Timberwolves if I want that. I don't know if I try to trade out of it. And the, the, all right, so get this, okay? He's, he's as big as his brother. He's six foot seven, six foot eight point card. He also struggles with a weird shooting motion. He also has never been able to stay anywhere very long. If you look at his track record of high school, he has bounced from like five different places in four years. Um, so he, he doesn't he hasn't shown that he can stick it out in a tough environment. If you're going to the team in the top five, you're gonna you know you're gonna be in a tough environment. So I don't. Do you see? Do you see though that he did not sign with his dad? But the reason why he bounced around is because of his dad. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. That's the yeah. drama that you're bringing in. Yeah, yeah, I think that's stuff. But I, I, I do agree with JJ. I, I, I don't think I, I'll let him see what he says with the number two pick because it is his Warriors. So I don't want to. I don't want to influence him either way. So yeah, let's let, second pick. Let's see what uh, the okay, Warrior JJ. Nation over here goes with. Warrior, Warrior Nation. Okay, so Curry's supposed to be healthy. Thompson's supposed to be healthy, and you got Draymond. You know who should they get with the second pick? They should. Probably take Wiseman since okay. he's like a big man and shoot. Okay. He can okay. Do stretch. I don't know if he can stretch too far. We well, we didn't see a lot because we only had a few games when he was at Memphis. So I don't really know what his skill set is. I know he's just an athletic seven footer. What, what do you think, Chris? I think what you'll see here. I I think they'll take James Wiseman. Um, I I think the the way he picks. I get the whole Anthony Edwards thing, but Anthony Edwards is a shooting guard. And that's the downside because you have already got Steph Curry. You've already got Clay Thompson up there. Um, so I don't see them taking Anthony Edwards. I see them taking James Wiseman. But I also think that if we see a trade out for, for future, you know, capital or trade picks or something to bring somebody else in, I think you'll see the Warriors ship out their number two pick. That, that's my thinking. JJ, what do you think, man? Mm. 
I don't think right now they can afford to lose this big. Based off the season they just have or had, I think they should rather trade Andrew Wiggins and get that contract out and try to take someone out of free agency. But the question is, though, the question is to you, as a Warriors fan, do you – they're really – we all agree. I would say we all agree. There's probably not a steal. This is not a – a, a, a whole lot of elite talent. There's some great talent, but there's probably not a team changer in this draft. Would you agree with that, JJ? Mm. I would. I okay. would. So we agree there's no Zion Williamson. There's nothing like that this year. So with that, that's why I would probably go. I think if that if we see a trade for future capital or we bundle that draft pick uh, to trade out and to get a, another you know named player, that's where I see it happening. JJ, what would you do with that number three pick? So if you're Charlotte Hornets, let's not influence your dad too much. We know this is his uh, his team a little bit. What do you think the Hornets do here? Well, if Wiseman and Ball are picked, say you take them. Okay, so he's saying if they're available, you take one of those two. So, but in the circumstances yeah. that you two just described, you're saying that they, they'll both be gone and that all that's left is now Anthony Edwards. Yeah. It, it, yeah. What's what's considered top three caliber? Yeah. Um, yeah. Personally, let's not forget that Anthony Edwards was the guy for for a long time that was the number one. You know, and, and he's I still. Don't. I mean, there is no consensus number one in this draft, guys. Let's keep that in mind. Um, I, I don't. I don't think they do it. I don't. I don't think they take Edwards. I really don't. Uh, I think they. I think they either trade. I think they trade or. They get the kid out of USC. Yeah. yeah, you know, and he's he's projected to, you know, fall late. You know, or I say later on, he's, you know, what, number nine, I believe he is over to Washington. So, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, I say, you know, you know, middle caliber players. You know, you got guys from overseas this year. You've got Killian Hayes from France, who is probably a great player who'll be a good pickup for somebody. Uh, you got Denny Abaji uh, from Israel. I mean, he's 6'9", 215 pounds, small four. I mean, You've got some some out, you know, and let, let's not forget Obi Token from Dayton, uh, another good one, who we would have loved to have seen, who probably would have raised his draft capital if there would have been March Madness. The the yeah. problem is for Topin is yeah. not his talent necessarily, it's his age. It's his age. Most guys, and they, they they've proven this, you can do the stats. Topin is like a he's already like 23, 24. He's trying to come out of the draft, and it's been proven that guys that usually do that, they've already pretty much hit their ceiling. That's yep. why the NBA is good, really big on drafting an 18-year-old, 19-year-old. Well, there's yeah. more to mold. Let's do this real quick, then, John, if I can. Let's do this. Let, let's go ahead real quick, spitfire competition so that we all can say it's on paper, it's out there in, in the Internet world. Top three picks, trade or not trade, knock it down. We've reviewed them. Let's do it. John, you're up first. Uh, the Wolves will take ball. The Warriors will trade their pick to the Knicks. The Knicks will shoot up and grab Wiseman. And then the Hornets will take Ngaku. All right. Okay, JJ, what you got, buddy? I think the Wolves will take Ball. Golden State will take Wiseman. And then Charlotte will take Edwards. All right. I'm gonna. I think we all agree. Lamelo's going first to the Wolves. Um, I'm gonna say that Golden State is going to trade that pick. Um, 
you know, I think, you know, I don't know where it's going. I'm not, you know, going to go on the record and say where I think it's going. There's a little bit of some changing scenery happening in the NBA right now. We'll talk about it in just a second. Um, that pick, you know, somehow may get moved around a little bit. We'll see. And then I do think that the Hornets will take Anthony Edwards with that. I don't think you can you can turn that down at that spot. I hear you. I hear you. So you guys stay. He stayed, Pat. You call for a trade as well. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, yeah. JJ. So another conversation that's come out the last few days now that the NBA's uh, starting back up. Apparently, there's some unrest in Houston. Houston, we have a problem. Shocker. Shocker that there's some unrest in Houston. <laughs> here is Boo. Uh, so, look, here, here's the conversation. Apparently, Westbrook wants out. He wants the ball in his hands. He doesn't like playing second fiddle to his buddy, James Harden. So, you know, he's 32 years old with a pretty heavy contract. Uh, what, what can they do? You and I were talking earlier, Chris, and we said that, you know, the people that are rumored – so supposedly the Hornets are rumored to go after him. As a Hornets fan, I, I deny it. I speak against it in the name of Jesus. I do not want that. Um, he <laughs> is a franchise killer, in my opinion, and I don't want him. But there are some teams that are rumored because they've got some cap space and just some overall abilities. So we've got the Knicks, the Clippers, the Wizards, the Magic, and the Spurs. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there to you guys. I cannot mm. see. Greg Popovich from the Spurs taking on Russell Westbrook. So what are your guys' thoughts? Go ahead, JJ. Well, if Charlotte takes them, they've messed up like every other team would have, and their franchise would still be dead. Ouch. Well, if any team takes Westbrook, they're killing their franchise. That's too big of a contract. He sucks. I don't think there's any team who should take them, but if one team takes them, I think it would be Orlando. They'll have somebody at the guard play position. Are you, saying they would have to, are you saying they would have to trade Markel Fultz to get him or that they're going to play together? Play together. So that means, that means what we're saying is they're going to trade Aaron Gordon if he's going to the Magic, so you have to move Aaron Gordon to get him. Yes. I think Houston should. Houston make that is, trade. That's what do. You don't think Houston should make that creatures? JJ, you ready? No, they should. J, JJ, you you you've yeah. been wanting this moment. Okay, oh, so here it goes. Here's the debate. So let let's talk about this for a second. Russell Westbrook has been out of the two. James Harden and Russell Westbrook has been the only player out of the two to prove himself on a depleted roster that could carry a team in Oklahoma City. James Harden has consistently had to have another number two player around him. And how many people, how many top-notch talent, whether A, B, you know, in that situation, um, however we grade them, are we going to try to experiment with Harden who leave after a year or two before we say, maybe it's not Westbrook. Maybe it's, it's Harden. And, and look, you know, we debated the whole James Harden scenario, period. I think the reality of the situation is, is what we're seeing. You have – there's a rumor out there right now, James Harden is not returning phone calls from management. He hasn't for two weeks. They wanted to be a part of the process. There, there was debate. Silas goes on record that, that both Harden and Westbrook were, were a fan of Silas being hired. Uh, but they also – there's another article out there that says that both of them also wanted Tyron Lue and didn't want Silas. So I think there's some inner turmoil happening within Houston – 
And I think that the question is, this is great for radio. This is great for podcast talk. It's great to throw some stuff out there. But all we've said, all that's been said is they're questioning the direction of the franchise. That's it. That's it. Sure. Because Daryl Morey's gone. There is a direction. But they've already put it out there. They went after Silas. The management is saying, we did talk with our star players about this thing. I do think that what we saw last year, Harden has shown he is not a great team player. We have also seen that Westbrook is not a great team player. To answer the question on where Westbrook is going, I think that I think the curveball that we have to watch in the next couple of weeks is what happens with the Clippers. The only trade that makes sense to me is that you're going to see Westbrook is going to have the opportunity because of his monster contract to either go to New York where he can build or they can build around him and Westbrook would finally get the chance in a big market to let a team be built around him. I don't know that New York does that because they have been trying to build for this moment the last couple of years. So I don't know if they do that, but no one, the the management up there, they're going to do it. I mean, that's just New York. That's what they do. They had, their fans have been begging for something like this. LA Clippers is the only other team that makes sense to me. And to make that work, there has to be a sign and trade with Montrezl Harrell. And there has to be a sign and trade with some lower level people and a guy like Westbrook complimenting George and uh, Kawhi makes sense. I don't see him going to Washington, you know, with John Wall. That doesn't make sense to bring John Wall back over to Houston. That, why would you do that trade? I don't see him going to Orlando because it's not a big market. I don't see him going to San Antonio under Greg Popovich. I agree there. And I don't see him going to Charlotte. He goes to New York and they build around him, or he goes to the Clippers, or option three, he stays in Houston. Well, he's a he's a He'd kill the Clippers. He wouldn't kill the Clippers. There ain't no way. He is an, he he is an upgrade to their point guard. They don't have a point guard. But could you say that the Clippers are already dead, so it doesn't Beverly. matter? They have a facilitator. They have a defender. That's what Patrick Beverly is. Yes. yes. They made it to the playoffs, and because they failed miserably, they got rid of a Hall of Fame coach within a, within two weeks. Back in Oklahoma, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. Every time they got to the playoffs, they would choke in the first round and lose. This is what Westbrook does to teams. Once he goes back there, it's going to be Westbrook and Paul George either finding it out or him and Kawhi. That is why he is going to kill that team, and they are not making it past the second round. You could argue that it's coaching. You could argue whatever you want to argue. But in Oklahoma City, you had him and Paul George. Him and Paul George. That's it. And you had a whole bunch of – you had, what, a Steven Adams. You had, you know, these other guys. And let's go ahead and face it. Oklahoma City, the last couple of years, all right, has surprised everyone with how they performed. Nobody expected them this year with Chris Paul to go as far as they did. Right, but I think it goes to show you that when you get away from James Harden, right? Let's go ahead and put it out there. We've got the evidence of that. That your career begins to kind of say, "Hey, we all thought it was Chris Paul. Let's trade him out. Let's go after a guy like Russell Westbrook." What does Chris Paul do? He goes to Oklahoma City at the age of probably senior leadership and should be getting his AARP card. And basically, they make it to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, nobody expected him to do that. Everybody's going, well, maybe it wasn't Chris Paul. The same thing here. You know, and the great thing is that we're all entitled to our opinion. But at some point, we have to be adults and ask the question. Maybe it's not not everybody around James Harden. 
How many experiments are you going to do? And so fail? Are, are you saying that Houston should not trade Westbrook? They should trade Harden? I have said yes. for a while. I, JJ, are we agreeing on something? Yes. Okay. Dad, so, your Christmas Harden is back on. Work. So what, would I be even further out of bounds by saying that they should trade them both? I no, think when they hired Silas, they sent a strong message. They may be rebuilding. Uh, I think they should. I think there's, there's a rumor that Daryl Morey got hired, and uh, since he got hired in Philly, that Philly might be trying to push to get James Harden. I have no idea what they were trying to offer in return. That I That's can- where you would see a Ben Simmons. or, or you, you cannot be Houston and not expect to get a Ben Simmons or a Joel Embiid. And we've had that debate on this show. We've talked about it. Which one do you go after? I don't know. But if you're going to rebuild and it's, ch- it's time for a change of scenery, you can. And here's the thing. The, here's the problem. I don't know that this is the year that you get a whole lot of big names for big names. I just don't. You know, and I think that's where you may see this thing ride out one more year to where, to where honestly, that this, this may be the talk of the 2020-21 season. Right. I think, you know, you may see them stick together one more year because they may not have a choice. <laughs> because the salary cap should go up next year. It's staying the same this year. You've got monster contracts. All that's in play. So, check. One win for Chris. One oh, loss for JJ. He's, he's claiming the victory. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see Wednesday night with who had the right uh, idea as far as the draft. Uh, I also believe that Westbrook is probably on his way out of Houston because he said that he wants out. I don't know if anybody actually wants him. I also believe Harden should follow him out the door, blow it up, start it over, see what happens. Uh, but hey, Get draft picks and move on. Pretty much. You need to trust the process and start Which, it over. Let me say this real quick, John. I hate that for Silas because yes. I know he, he took the gig because it is a career killer if they don't have one of those star players. They don't. But it also could be your career killer to have those exact star players. True, true. That's gotcha. also been proven. So. All right. All right, JJ, glad you could join us today. I think it's about time for you to go to class, isn't it? I got six minutes. We can keep going. You're good. All right, buddy. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you <laughs> hey, next time, all right? JJ, thanks, man. We got nothing for love for you, man. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Be good. All right, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show this week. Had a ton of fun, as usual. Appreciate you guys being a part of us turning our, our hobby and our passion into something more spreading it out through this medium. Uh, Chris, any, any thoughts heading out? No, man, just want to give a shout-out to JJ, man, one of my favorite nephews out of all time. I love them all. Anyways, hey, man. Wait to, yeah, I know, I know. Love all of them. Hey, way to come on, way to take the heat, way to come back. So proud of you, my friend. And uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, thank you for allowing us to get to what we are able to do, what we love. And, uh, you know, God bless us and God bless you. All right, guys, have a great one.